Welcome to the show, Five Chef Fam. I'm AJ, and this is Mark. And where is you get your pods? Subscribe, share, and leave us a good rating. This segment is sponsored by Thinking Man Tavern, a cozy Decatur neighborhood pub. Grab a tasty beverage from a wide variety of selections and a plate of something delicious from the menu. To go, check out Thinking Man Tavern. Welcome to another Five Stripe Weekly and yes, it's uh, kind of quiet in the Five Stripe sphere. It is uh, definitely a, um, yeah, it's an offseason that does not have a ton of rumors. And it's a uh, very, very interesting, um, you know, because 2021, 2022, you know, it wasn't a banner season. So uh, I would suspect that, uh, you know, some of those guys that, well, did make the exit well, we should be bringing in some guys to actually supplant that and some more talent, but uh, that hasn't been the case. But what has happened has been that George Bello, uh, Brooks Lennon, and Miles Robinson have made the U.S. Men's National Team camp for January, uh, and that's Greg Berhalter's uh, two-week January camp in Phoenix, Arizona, and that's for the uh, World Cup qualifying matches between January 27th and uh, February 2nd. And so that final roster will be announced following the camp. But uh, yeah, congrats to the boys on making it. But uh, my question to you, Mark, is, yeah. I mean, George Bello, Miles Robinson, will they be five stripes in 2022? Ooh, uh... Well, ask me again at the end of 2022. I mean, like, I think because uh, I think that's also could be a question. It's like I could see them being here at the beginning and the way things are going now. And I mean, so it's only January 9th. Uh, we know that European window, uh, I think they end uh, kind of at different points, but essentially at the end of January. Um, and so it's just not a lot of time to get a deal done for uh, what would be losing a significant player for Atlanta United. Um, now, some of the rumors that we've seen, uh, we've seen Atlanta United linked to uh, center back, um, for example. Um, and then, of course, we know that there's uh, Gutman. Do we still have Gutman or do we let him go? Yeah, no, we have uh, Gutman. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. And so, uh, you know, in case, uh, in case that you have to figure he's an insurance policy in case uh bello gets moved on but um i think also the summer uh it's it, it there's the fact that we're seeing rumors about those players now means that there's obviously some interest in them um but i think we may it may need to materialize um over the course of 2022 and so i think the summer is probably more realistic for one or both of them moving on mm-hmm. yeah uh I'm inclined to agree. I think uh, Bello may be the one that moves uh, earlier than that uh, if a good offer does come in. Uh, if that offer for Miles Robinson for 8 to $10 million was true, uh, yeah. Do you think it's kind of low? Do you think it's uh, just right? Or, you know, should we get higher? I think it's right. And so I think a lot about... Um, Oh, he's, his name is escaping me. But the uh, the Red Bulls uh, center back who was linked to West Ham at Premier League moves and uh, mm. essentially uh, Red Bulls. Yeah. 
Aaron Long, that's what his name is, yeah. Uh, yeah, essentially, uh, what, from what we understand, uh, Red Bulls turned him down, and then an offer like that never really came again, and he kind of missed his window, uh, at least at that point, to join a Premier League team. And so I think if the opportunity is there for Miles, um, I think it would be a good move from, a, among other reasons, PR reason uh, for Atlanta United to uh, kind of accept an 8 to $10 million offer. I mean, obviously, you want to negotiate. You don't want to take the first offer but um i think ultimately you know i think atlanta united needs to uh establish themselves as a pipeline to europe because i think that's going to be something for mls teams to demonstrate going forward uh you know there's you know something we've talked about a lot on the show is that yeah there's definite interest in mls players uh from european uh teams and so um, case in point ricardo pepe went for 20 exactly. million to Augsburg. I mean, that's exactly. Daryl DK seems like he's on his way. Um, and at one point there was rumored that there was a $20 million offer on the table for him. So, I mean, you know, I think, uh, you know, if Atlanta wants to keep recruiting from South America and also locally, you know, uh, it's, it's going to be important, I think, to demonstrate that uh, they can be a pipeline to Europe. Yeah. I mean, DK did go to West Brom. And so, yeah, that did uh, transpire. And then, yeah, I mean, Robinson, uh, it's funny in the uh, Twitter sphere, there are people that uh, pretty much have been lambasting uh, the front office of uh, Atlanta United for uh, not taking that $8 million offer if it was real uh, and that we're holding back Miles Robinson. And it's like, yeah, uh, I mean, I could see that if we actually did hold him back and didn't sell him. But I think, yeah, to your point, taking that first offer – no, like that's uh in this point, you get the highest and best offer that you can get, and uh, you know to uh, <laughs> I know <laughs> I know you enjoy that reference, but uh, nice. yeah. <laughs> anyway, but uh, but yeah, so it's it's one of those that's mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think it'll come in time, and mm-hmm. I think Miles Robinson, that's probably more likely in the summer. Agreed. But, the good thing uh, is that uh, mm-hmm. to circle back to how we got to this conversation, they're mm-hmm. part of the national team setup, and so that mm-hmm. is that is continued exposure for them, especially as they are World Cup qualifiers and an actual World Cup this year. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, like I don't think Alain and I should be rushed into a decision, exactly. uh, but ultimately, you know, if there's a chance to move both of those players onto Europe, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it behooves them to be able to do that. Right. And then also, I mean, it's not to the detriment of the actual, like, being able to win as yeah. well. I mean, that's the thing, too, because right. it's like, all's well and good if you move on a player, um, but then you have to have the replacement in the talent level. And exactly. if you don't, well, then people are going to be pissed uh, at the actual fans of the team. Like, yeah. that's what matters more than, mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, hey, you know, there's a, a pipeline to, to Europe and... Uh, the U.S. men's national team fans are happy. Like, who cares after that? I mean, if you're not winning trophies, so you know. Right. Yeah, exactly. I'm not. I'm certainly not advocating for us to become FC Dallas. You know what I mean? As impressive as their uh, pipeline is, you know, like yes, absolutely, still want to win MLS cups and other trophies domestically. Indeed, indeed, exactly. So uh, next up are those rumors that we had uh well just only one this week unfortunately and uh it's for a backup striker which yeah on the that outset is a good thing uh and so seattle sounders uh striker will bruin uh who had three goals and four assists in the 2021 season has 
apparently drawn some interest from LA United. That makes sense, as Gonzalo Pineda is our head coach. He was an assistant coach over there. He obviously knows Bruin very well, uh, and I believe did play with him as well. So there is that aspect of it that um, you know is clear in you know some fami familiarity. There's that um, you know kind of. Uh, striker that offers something of a different dynamic than Jose Martinez, but uh, what do you think? Is this uh, you know the type of striker that uh, we need to go after? Um, because yeah, he is c still recovering from an ACL surgery as well. Um, you know, in that sense of like, you know, that's why uh, in terms of for Will Bruin, you know, maybe those numbers look a little depressed. But, yeah, he's also 32 years old. So, I mean, we're not going to bring in, like, you know, a uh, a spring chicken to be behind Joseph Martinez either. I mean, we still have Jackson Conway. But, yeah, what do you what do you think of this rule? Uh, well, I, the recording of this podcast feels a little bit like uh, deja vu because uh, I feel like we were in this exact same, having this exact same conversation last uh, last year around this time, right? Yeah. And so, uh, you know, bringing in uh, a, an experienced striker from Argentina um, to be the backup, of course, we're talking about Lissandro Lopez, and then, you know, Kubo was just going to be there to break glass in case of emergency. Unfortunately, uh, things did not uh, go to plan you know like uh, obviously Lopez had a, a personal matter um, and you know completely understand why he wanted to go back home and uh, and to be frank we just saw a little too much of Kubo Torres you know what I mean and just just uh, he's just not of this level anymore um, so uh, now I, you know obviously it's not the exact same thing Will Bruin is a bit younger than Lopez as well um, you know he's uh, he's done a lot of good things in this league um, you know I'm, I'm okay with uh, experienced MLS players, especially in a, in a role player kind of backup position. Um, the fact that he's coming off an ACL injury, I would have to think that uh, the doctors and trainers at Atlanta United maybe have a little more experience in how to manage his minutes now. And uh, theoretically, uh, Joseph hopefully will be okay uh, going into 2022 to where he can, uh, you know, take up the majority of those minutes. And uh, yeah, and then as you mentioned, we have Conway as well. Conway has, uh, you know, has some experience under his belt. I think um, he could should play about the same, if not a little more, uh, in 2022 as well. Um, so, you know, I think it's a move that makes sense, and I think that depth is something that hurt the team as the season went along. You know, so um, could be a, could be a smart move. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, someone that could be a fit. Uh, I just wonder if. Um, you know, he has the good still and, uh, you know, is able to score on a reliable basis. Um, and it's that it's, we do need somebody in a sense that can also do a little bit of what Jose Martinez does so that we don't have to change our entire setup, uh, as well when, uh, you know, he's out of the team. And so there is that, I mean, you're not, you're not really going to do like, um, you know, the same type of striker every single time, but you still need somebody that can maybe do that. Uh, that maybe other person uh, could have been Eric Lopez if he like still continues to develop and if he's in the squad uh, for 2022. But you know that all indications seems like he's going to be loaned out, uh, or at least if we can. But uh, yeah, I mean I'm not mad at it, but I think we can maybe uh, try to see what else is out there. 
uh, as well. I mean, you know, it's not maybe the absolute sexiest of uh, of moves, but it could solidify some uh, some areas that are of need, especially in that veteran department. But uh, yeah, also uh, you know, moving on from that into uh, some LA United two news, uh, they signed Vicente Reyes, uh, academy player, and also Jonathan uh, Vilal. And then, uh, yeah, he's a midfielder. Uh, and basically, yeah, there are a couple moves to solidify LA United 2. And so uh, we'll see if Rocco Rios Novo does come back or not. Uh, apparently, LA United uh, are looking for another experienced backup uh, keeper, which uh, screams out that, yeah, they didn't mean to let Alec Can leave. Because, uh, yeah, you pretty much have one of the best uh, backup keepers in the league. And you just uh, let him go for nothing. You know? <laughs> it's just <laughs> ridiculous. Anyway, moving yeah. on from that. Uh, we don't need to talk about it again. We talked about it on a previous episode. So uh, we can wax no, poetic. <laughs> yeah, we can wax poetic on it, like, uh, maybe on our own time. But... Uh, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, to the uh, article this week from uh, Felipe Cardenas that uh, definitely uh, drew some eyeballs and had some spicy things said, for sure. Uh, One of the things being that he, uh, Joseph Martinez, wants to die here in Atlanta. Uh, He said, uh, quote, obviously I want to hang up my boots in Atlanta. But I won't play for free. Everyone knows that. You can't give away your work. I want to renew my contract and end my career here. That's what I want. He also said that he wants to hit 200 goals. uh, And that also he wants to be the league's best paid striker. He doesn't want $50 million in one year. But he wants a salary improvement. And most importantly... That they guarantee those additional contract years, which uh, will be interesting if we do, if we do. But uh, he said he's never really, uh, or he's not never, but he is not really thinking about leaving, uh, you know, MLS or LA United. He doesn't want to start from scratch uh, because basically he would choose Atlanta 1,000 times over. They said, this is my home. Uh, and basically, yeah. He wants to die here. This is my home. I'll be here infinitely. So definitely uh, some heartwarming words there. Um, but it's also uh, this last quote that definitely, I think, has me reeling a little bit, but uh, in a good way. But he says, when I die, I hope the fans remember me fondly, and hopefully they take down that Falcon statue. Laughs. Or at least build one of me that's the same size right next to it. So yeah, definitely he's heard the uh, the build the statue, uh, you know, uh, cries and chants and all that. Uh, so definitely really, really interesting uh, article there. Uh, great one that you should check out if you haven't yet. Uh, the whole thing is a great read. But uh, really, really interesting stuff. Uh, we'll start off with that. Uh, thing about him wanting to be the best paid striker in MLS, uh, you know, definitely something that's, uh, you know, it's goals. And so it's something that, uh, you know, he uh, hopes to do. Like, what do you think uh, of him saying that, um, you know, is it something that, um, you know, we should do? Like, should we 
you know, make him the best page striker in MLS? Um, well, in terms of my thoughts on it, uh, I think it's strategic wording from Joseph, actually, the more I think about it, because like I'm trying, I'm thinking of the best strikers in MLS now, right? Like purely strikers. Uh, so you wouldn't like, I mean, like in my head, right? You wouldn't necessarily consider Vela or uh, Pozuelo or uh, who's another? Diaz. Rui Diaz, I think, is more of a, a striker-ish, right? But yeah. forward striker type, right? Sure. Um, and so I think, to Joseph's point, I guess, he's pretty unique in that category. You know what I mean? Like, sure. in terms of pure goal-scoring uh, prowess and, uh, you know, ability. Because it's not just, uh, you know, the, the sexy strike, so to speak. It's the it's the runs and the, the anticipation um you know that's what makes a consistent scorer and so to answer the question yeah i mean like i don't think that that's an absurd um absurd request at all you know what i mean uh, i think that joseph should be one of the highest paid players in mls because of what he means to atlanta united and mls you know what i mean like if you look at the jersey sales he's always up there you know what i mean like he is clearly his his the combination of his personality and his play um it makes him a dynamic character and like you see it reflected in mls media you know what i mean like they i know like every fan base loves to do the oh they don't the media doesn't love us the media effing loves joseph like everyone loves joseph so um you know like if you're gonna make a player one of the faces of your league i think you do kind of have to pay him like it um and there's also this uh, tidbit. He currently does not have the biggest salary on yeah. LA United. Luis Araujo. Yeah. That's because know. of Luis Araujo. And again, mm -hmm. look, hey, that's not that's not really that far-fetched when you consider Araujo came from Lille, right, which is not a small club in France. And Won the league there. And, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. did pretty well uh, as kind of a, like, um, a player that maybe didn't play full-time, but definitely, like, had a lot of minutes, played a lot of, um, you know, meaningful games for them. That's definitely, yeah, you know, uh, he basically he did better in Europe than Joseph Martinez. So, you know, it is yeah. that like it makes sense that he would be paid more um, in kind of uh, we kind of talked pre-show that, yeah, in the realm of, uh, to your point, Carlos Vela, like someone that, you know, also did pretty decently in Europe as well. Um, kind of on similar levels, maybe didn't win, uh, you know, some uh, some trophies like uh, Araujo, but uh, definitely, yeah, I mean, you know, Jose Martinez, though, has proven it here. And, exactly. you know, I think that's, that's that thing. And, you know, even last year, it's a really great goal return. And especially, I think, the uh, kind of, I think, link-up play that he... Uh, definitely played uh, a part for the team as well. I mean, you know, it was definitely super tough, I think, for him to, uh, you know, reintegrate himself in every aspect of uh, our play fully if, uh, you know, that's what we're all expecting. I mean, he definitely, I think, still very much super, pro super productive for the uh, games and minutes that he played. And uh, still, like, yeah, recovering from that ACL surgery. But, uh, 
you know, the other bits of uh, him wanting to die here. Is this just conjecture? Is this he's trying to angle for this contract? Like, what do you I think, think uh, he's, he's trying to get at? I think it's all of the above. You know, like, I think he means it. Um, you know, I think that his ultimate desire is to stay in Atlanta. Because, I mean, it's like, think about how you would approach a job. You know what I mean? Like, uh, let's say someone offered you uh, a job in another city. Well, you know, you would try to get the biggest salary uh, that you could, especially if it's a city that costs more, right? Yeah. Uh, you would try to get them to pay for moving and so on. And so it's a, or, you know, you would uh, take that back to your current job and say, uh, hey, they're willing to pay this much. Can you match it? Like that's, that's yeah. again, I think that, um, and except with in this case, like there is no other uh, team at this point, right? Like Joseph isn't uh, matching offers that we know of. He's just saying like, hey, I just want to be, well, not I just, but I want to be one of the highest paid players in the league. Uh, and I want to play, I want to be that for Atlanta United. I mean, like, I think it's pretty clear uh, what he wants. And I think he's laying it all, all out on the table. Like I was, that's one thing, that's what stood out to me. It's just the directness of it. Like, hey, I'm not going to do this for free. Like and I, I definitely want an increase in salary, um, and so I think it's uh, like it doesn't give Atlanta United any excuses in my head. You know what I mean? Because it's like it's pretty clear what you have to do, uh, and so it's just a matter of making it work if you want to. <laughs> you know? So yeah, because uh, that, that's that's the interesting bit too as well. Like uh, so, I asked you that question, and it is one of those things where. The timing of this article, right? Like, why is he speaking exclusively to Felipe Cardenas at this time? And uh, and so that's part of it, I think, is that, uh, you know, he sees the importance. He sees also that, um, you know, there is somewhat of that kind of, um, you know, the, the weight that he can kind of, like, push around just slightly at this time, too. Because there's not really an heir apparent. There's not really anyone that... Uh, can replace most of what he can do as well, not within the league anyway, uh, right. you know. And so it's something that's, yeah, like, uh, I mean, maybe, maybe Raul Diaz, who, you know, has he's no longer with CL Sounders. And so, you know, that would be quite an interesting, uh, you know. Whew, if, uh, I, I forget if uh, Rui Diaz has signed anywhere, but uh, can you imagine? A spearhead of attack with Joseph Martinez and oh, Raul God. Rui Diaz. <laughs> oh, don't put that. Oh man, don't do that. <laughs> oh, ooh. I mean, yeah, they're similar kind of strikers in a, that they're diminutive in a, in a sense, but uh, ooh, they can strike it. It'd be something, and you know, I don't know if it, it's, it might be too similar. You, if you do a two striker setup, you probably need a, a target forward and uh, a player that can play in behind, but. Have we seen this in the world before? I think sometimes. So it's uh, you know something that could I think work. Uh, but anyway, yeah, let's let's not get too dark, uh, deep into that. But <laughs> but the statue bits, uh, yeah, you know, this is the I think relevant conversation too. Uh, next to that'd be kind of weird. It might block the uh, the view of uh, the Benz. But <laughs> I think definitely where like say DJAU uh, is. Like, uh, maybe, like, right in front of there where they do the Golden Spike. Because you have 
you know the uh, the big uh, soccer ball down there near the yeah. uh, the Home Depot backyard. I mean, mm-hmm. probably something like that, or you can like flip it onto the other side, onto Northside Drive. Um, you know, maybe have it on that side, but uh, and then so you have like kind of at least three corners of it now with that statue or with something you know like a statue a reflective thing but uh yeah like where, where do you think it should go maybe on top what if on top of the no no one would be able to take photos on it so never mind but <laughs> <laughs> um i was thinking actually this soccer ball uh next to the home depot center um or the backyard yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah sorry yeah backyard yeah 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 mm-hmm. yeah you know, that's yeah. definitely uh, some food for thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like it kind of overlooks the field. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I think that'd be a dope spot for it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think definitely. Yeah, they're gonna have to be a little strategic with it. Uh, you know, where people can see it the most, I think also is something. But um, you know, who knows if the team is actually considering that? Uh, I know they've like kind of entertained the idea social media wise, but. Uh, you know, we'll see if that actually comes to fruition. He's got a, yeah, he, it's not solidified. He definitely has some uh, more work to do probably in MLS to probably get to just that little bit of, uh, you know, kind of absolute like uh, surefire, you know, type of uh, thing. But definitely is right. something to, to think about. But um, right. yeah, no, very interesting stuff from Felipe Cardenas and Jose Martinez there. And, uh, yeah, definitely uh, go read that article if you haven't. But, guys, yeah, that pretty much does it for the show, except for the question of the day. And, poignantly, we have to ask, does Joseph Martinez deserve to be paid as the best paid striker in MLS? Let us know in those comments below. We look forward to what you have to say. That's it for us today. Remember to subscribe to us if you haven't already. Share this episode and leave us a review and rating so we can pop up higher in your rankings. For Mark, I'm AJ. Thanks so much for listening.